Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Welcome to episode 184 of Fed Heads. I'm Francis Rose. And I'm Robert Shea. Now, we've been doing this a long time, and I almost said I'm Robert Shea. So that gives you an idea of where I'm going today, of how it's working for me. That would have clarified that these are unscripted. That would have been a, <laughs> right. Uh, right. Uh, maybe we should have a bloopers. Should we run a bloopers episode? No. I'm sorry to perish the thought. God knows what you've got on tape. Oh, you don't have any idea. A couple of friends of mine at a radio station I worked at many, many years ago would do every year what they called the Christmas tape. And they were the ones that were responsible for recording all the commercials and all that stuff. And they would save the bloopers from the whole year. And the Christmas tape, at the, that, which they played at the holiday party, was just one goof after another. And about half of them were profane. Oh. But we've never done that in 184 episodes, 183 previous episodes of Fedheads. And I'm not sure I have it in me to start now. Anyway, I think it's about time. Well, we can talk about that at another time. And the reason that we don't have a whole episode's worth of time to do that is because one of the issues that you and I have been discussing on this program for a long time is the use of data inside organizations across the federal government, especially for decision making, but more broadly, just for understanding where the, the organization is, where it wants to go, and how it can serve its citizens better. Yeah, it's a cr- critical ingredient in managing and improving government so it better serves the American people. Beth- and as you know, one of the critical positions currently in government is the chief data officer, which, as you probably also know, flows from the uh, Foundations for Evidence-Based Policymaking Act, many of the provisions of which flow from recommendations of the Commission on Evidence-Based Policymaking. Yeah, there's one person on this program that was a commissioner on the Commission on Evidence-Based Policymaking, and he rubs his nose, the nose of the other person on this program in that every single opportunity he gets. I'm not sure which one's which, but I do know one or the other is really into that. time to get to our poor patient guest. Yeah, patient's the right word. Uh, Beth Puchek is the Chief Data Officer at Citizenship and Immigration Services. Beth, welcome. Thanks for coming on the program today. Where is CIS today in its data journey? This is the term that CDOs use when I talk to them all the time. Welcome. Thank you, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Um, I, I would say USCIS on its data journey um, is it's to a point where we are really clear on what our challenges are. We have very high expectations for what we want to get out of our data and how we want to use it more uh, to drive more efficient operations. Um, so I would say that we're in a in a state of uh, pretty good clarity um, with a good clear understanding of where we want to take it. Um, but we're also in an environment where we have so many other operational challenges um, that vie for our time that um, we're, we are trying to maintain focus on that vision for um, enhanced operational efficiency through use of our data. Grant, Grant Thornton and the Data Coalition recently surveyed chief data officers. Um, and there were some common themes that emerged from those interviews. 
But I'd like to hear from you. What are your what are your big challenges? What is getting in the way of getting you where you want to be? I would say just uh, the emerging uh, priorities um, or the emerging issues that kind of take away our focus um, from from those bigger picture views. Um, I would say some of the some of those things have actually provided a good um, window of opportunity for things that we want to do. Um, for example, um, Operation Allies Welcome for the department um, has provided um, a magnifying glass on some of our data sharing challenges, but has also provided us um, a window of opportunity to um, put a lot more resources and um, time and thought into how we want to improve our data sharing um, with other, other departments and other immigration stakeholders. So um, while those while those challenges are ever present and shifting priorities, they've also provided a, a good window of opportunity. And I think in the federal government, you know, resources are always a, a challenge. You always um, have really great ideas, great vision for um, things you want to achieve, but um, there's always something something that emerges that that takes away those those resources. So just continuously um, fighting for for the resources that you need. What does interactivity look like uh, regarding data in the agency? Beth, what do you see both across the landscape with your other components of DHS and what's the relationship look like from your level to headquarters level? Sure. Um, we, you know, we all started out in, in one agency more than 20 years ago. Um, so we, we know that we used to have systems uh, that talked together um, back then, but as IT has grown so much in the past 20 years, um, we lost a little bit of sight of the data and um, where things were flowing and how important it was to really understand um, who has what data and how they're common. Um, that that has um, created this opportunity, I would say, at our department level for all of the component agencies uh, that have a foothold in immigration. DHS has done a great job of starting to take the, or of taking the lead in um, in setting data standards in a really collaborative way, so that the right um, subject matter lead is is leading the development of those standards and they're propagating throughout the other uh, component agencies that that also um, uh, need that data. Um, so that has helped our interoperability um, from a, a component to component standpoint. Um, another another interoperable um, opportunity that we're seeing is really just with all the great new technologies that are out there that make cloud to cloud um, data access possible with all the appropriate security protocols that um, have to be in place for us to, to allow that. Um, so we're starting to test the waters of, um, of building those data meshes, of building um, those technology layers that allow us to get access to each other's data without having to manually send it back and forth, um, right. which I think, as everyone knows, is incredibly time consuming and can be can be frustrating. It's great to really see on the on the near horizon 
a future where um, we won't have to do that. Yeah, I know Congress is currently considering the establishment of a national secure data service at the National Science Foundation, which hopefully will sort of test and expand data matching capabilities across the federal enterprise, at least. Give us a little color commentary on the kind of data that you all use on a regular basis and where you see the biggest gaps. So USCIS is an agency that we are data rich. (laughs) I'll tell you that. Um, We've got lots of data on um, folks that are applying for immigration benefits. And there's sort of two two avenues that we receive that that data to then make decisions and create more data and, and reporting and statistics and things like that. But those two avenues are either through paper through an, a physical application or through an online application. And you know, if, if folks file with an online application, we're able to um, have much greater um, fidelity on the data ingest um, uh, because we're, we're getting everything that we're asking for. It's uh, adhering to the right standards um, and it's accessible electronically. But when um, applications come in physically, there is some uh, digital data capture, but it's not a complete digital data capture. So um, that certainly presents an opportunity for us to um, encourage more online uh, filings so that we can have a, a better electronic ecosystem of the data. So. The, the types of data that we're capturing there are, you know, um, the, the benefit type that folks um, are applying for, um, what the relationship that they might have to um, a petitioner or another um, primary applicant. Um, so there's lots of uh, data around our, um, our customer base. We also, of course, have um, lots of mission support data. We're fee funded. So we really need to have a great handle on um, how much of these applications we're going to receive in a year so that we know um, how much staff we're going to need in a year to to perform the work. Um, So there's lots of um, projections being made. There's lots of staffing modeling happening. Um, and in order to operate, um, we really need to understand uh, our, our physical footprint, so our, our administrative data um, for our facilities, so how many interview spaces are available to match an officer to actually conduct an interview and schedule an applicant. So um, there's, there's lots, of, uh, lots of different data, but I like to look at it in the the operational view, what applicants provide, the um, the operations and mission support. So, how do we um, how do we know how much work we're going to have and do, and then how do we actually um, operate ourselves, the the facilities and the um, officer uh, and applicant kind of matching to be able to to actually do the work. 
Beth, what is your office working toward? What would you like to be able to say a year from now or two years from now you've completed and you're able to do as a result of what you completed? Well, I'd like I'd like to think that we've made a lot of great progress in the past couple of years um, towards our current data strategy. In 2019, shortly after the Evidence Act was signed, um, USCIS completed its first ever data strategy. And we're just about three years, um, three years since that was signed. And we'd really like to take a, take a reassessment of that strategy and make sure that um, it's still heading us in the direction that we wanna go. So at the end of the year, we'd really like to, or um, at the end of the fiscal year, <laughs> um, we'd really like to um, say that we have either revalidated or um, reassessed our data strategy. We'd also like to expand our data literacy program. Just, I, I explained a lot of the data that we work with in the agency and um, data is everyone's job at USCIS. Um, not just our um, hundreds, not thousand analysts um, that are, are working and crunching and reporting on data every day, but it's really that of every adjudicator, every supervisor, um, everyone has an analytical role and they touch data every day. So we've done a lot of work in the past couple of years, um, baselining and improving the base, the skill set of our analyst community. But we really want to expand that to everyone because again, everyone's job involves data and um, it really is a good feed into um, our really strong focus on data quality this year. Um, we've put some great um, foundational capabilities in place for our data quality program. Folks are now able to report data issues. Um, we've started um, a working group where um, once those issues are um, identified, we're able to analyze them and work with our system owners to be able to resolve them and also focus on data standards implementation. We've done, a, a, again, we've done a lot in the past couple of years in terms of approving data standards and all um, everyone in the business agreeing to what those standards should be, but we haven't quite implemented them in our systems yet. So this will be a big year to implement those data standards. And that kind of brings me back to, um, we'll be able to interoperate our own systems better, um, not just internally, but also with um, with DHS and our, our uh, immigration stakeholders. Beth, there's a ton of stuff there and we'll look forward to maybe circling back with you at some point, seeing how you're bringing it all together. Thanks for coming on to talk about it today. You're welcome. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to The Fed Heads, brought to you by Grant Thornton Public Sector. All of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store.